everybody. Welcome to Kim Knows Nothing. My name is Stacy. Good. <laughs> See how I just that all rolled into one so yeah. that you can't respond to it? Right. That was nice. Good good job. And over there is Kim. Yep. I'm pointing at Kim. Hooray for me. Oh, okay. Hooray is a strong <laughs> word. Is it? Shazam for me. Shazam. <laughs> Shamwow for Kim. Shamwow for Kim. <laughs> Uh, we are a true crime podcast. Mm-hmm. I tell Kim a true crime story that I've researched, and Kim doesn't know anything about true crime, so she reacts like a common... Why do you think months are different lengths? <laughs> <laughs> like, why? Doesn't it all just kind of even out in the end? Why not just make them all 30? Uh, <laughs> you know? You're asking the wrong question <laughs> to the wrong person. <laughs> just saying. It doesn't make any sense to me. Kim doesn't know anything about months or true crime. <laughs> but I'll, I'll tell you what I do know a lot about. Yeah. Um, I just started rewatching Dawson's Creek. Oh. So I do know a lot about just like teen adolescence. Oh, Kim. You know, Kim, she's actually not a dumb person. She's not actually dumb. No, I'm not actually dumb. No. But I don't know, I genuinely don't know anything about true crime. Yeah, that's it. That's yeah. that's it right there. Kim doesn't mind that I laugh at her. No, I laugh at that's, myself. That's the relationship too. we have. Yeah, it's nice. You know, it's yeah. fine. It's and good. my therapist said that as long as I'm comfortable with <laughs> you it. You don't have a therapist. No, I don't have a therapist. <laughs> it felt right to say that, though, to toss it in. Yeah. Well, my therapist says. Yeah. Um, yeah, good stuff. So Cool. <laughs> Um, I feel like you were congratulating yourself just now. Yeah. Good stuff, Stacy. Always. Yeah. Just okay stuff, Kim. So, good joke, Stacy. All right, cool. Um, well, should we just jump right into this one? I'm ready. I put on my little diving shoes. Let's dive right in. Diving shoes? Like, <laughs> that's not a thing? No. Uh, the flippers when you're diving. <laughs> and mean, 47 meters down, they were in flippers. I feel like they put those on later. The flippies. Are they? Well, you gotta. When you dive, don't those pop right off your feet? What are we talking about? I don't know, but I liked that movie. It really was good. What movie? <laughs> 47 Meters Down. Oh, I don't know what that is. Oh, it stars uh, Mandy Moore. Oh, I love her. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't go on a tangent. You cool, okay. Kim just it's like okay. it's such a trigger I, for Kim. She Mandy Moore, her eyes right now are there's like literally stars so in her excited. eyes. She, Mandy Moore I is talk like, about it. Nope, so bad. No, no, okay. Take it down. Cool. Okay, okay. Yeah. Good, good, okay. quiet. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> cool, cool. <laughs> it is true. I do get like Oh, I'll talk about what do you want to do an hour about Mandy Moore? <laughs> It's like if you say Mandy Moore to her, she just instantly lights up. It's like um, the the exact opposite of like when the Hulk is Bruce Banner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he, all of a sudden he's like, oh, Hulk angry. It's the exact opposite of not angry. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Oh, Kim excited about Mandy Moore. Huh? <laughs> Good Lord. Anyway, what are we doing? All right. So, Kim, we're going to be talking about a murder. <gasps> a murder? <laughs> Sure. Murds on the cast. Talking murds on the cast. Yeah. Um, and it happened in a very special city. Los Angeles. No. Burleson, Texas. <laughs> nope. Those are the only two cities <laughs> I know about. It happened in a place called Celebration, <gasps> Florida. I know about Celebration, Florida. Do you? Tell me. My friend is from there. Like, from there? Yeah. Born People- and raised. Mm, I, th- I guess you don't sound confident on that well i don't know her whole family history. she probably lives there no Current- she lives in la right now okay but she is from celebration florida all right so kim what do you know about celebration florida why'd you get so excited our listeners might not have any idea okay but what's the big connection it snows there? in florida and uh, it's a disneyland town. it's <laughs> disney world town it's a disney town yeah <laughs> 
Disney, Disney, Disney. <laughs> I'll get there. Yes. I'll find it. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's a city that was conceived by the Walt Disney Company <laughs> in 1994. Conceived. <laughs> you are so immature. Yeah. Um, and it was... <laughs> that was good. Thanks. Um, so it was meant to be a utopian society. Mm-hmm. A master planned community that was supposed to be like a picture perfect, you know, per- perfect neighborhoods with beautifully manicured lawns. Um, and what Walt Disney World had done to the Orlando area, basically making like this tourist mecca with like strip malls and apartment complexes, uh, complexes and like chain restaurants. The idea was to bring it back to like that old American dream kind of thing where like everybody's got the perfectly green lawns and the white picket fence and That's the adorable. house. It's like Pleasantville. That's so cute. Creepy, but cute. Yes. Or it's kind of like also in Truman Show, which we talked about in our last oh, episode, yeah, yeah, yeah. actually. <laughs> Um, uh, sort of like that, like this idyllic town where nothing bad can happen and you can live the American dream essentially. So now technically celebration is not a city. Oh, okay. It's more of a neighborhood. It's actually, um, a census designated place by definition. What does that mean? Which it's a term assigned by the U.S. Census Bureau to communities that, uh, resemble cities, but lack incorporation or any sort of municipal government. Celebration lacks both. Um, it's not an incorporated city and it does not have a municipal government. I could go there and be the mayor. They do have a mayor. Oh, I will unseat that mayor. (laughs) But it's, they're not legally... A mayor. It's more like a guy who's like on the governing. It's kind of like how I say I'm the mayor of Warner Brothers, but no one ever takes my suggestions exactly. seriously. Yeah. yeah. Kim works at Warner Brothers, but just because you work there doesn't mean you're the mayor. But Kim thinks but that. I am kind of like the mayor. I mean, yeah. You dress like a mayor. Like you have <laughs> yeah, like a, one I of do. those top hats. Yeah. Like an old timey like, mayor. With like the coattails. Mm-hmm. I walk around with my cane and say things like, ah, oh, yes. <laughs> Go know? on. No, that's, that's it. <laughs> um, so technically, it's a neighborhood within the city limits of Kissimmee, Florida. Oh, Kissimmee. It's Kissimmee. Oh, I've, I think you're pronouncing it wrong. <laughs> no, and I'll tell you how I know that I'm not pronouncing it wrong. It's okay. because I looked up videos produced by the city of Kissimmee, oh. and their host pronounces it Kissimmee. I have only been to Florida once, uh-huh. and the only thing I did um, besides family time was go to Gatorville. Gatorland. 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 I've been yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> I've been there. <laughs> yes. I was about to say, I don't recommend it. No. No. <laughs> did you um, watch the Gators jump for chicken? Yes. And that was the worst. The only animal I'm that I'm really... Yeah. The only animal I'm really afraid of is gators. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because of the death roll. What? They sneak up on you slow. And then they take you down with a death roll. Well, they don't kill humans. So the difference between gators and crocodiles is that crocodiles will kill humans. Gators don't. But they That's can't on an accident? They might, maybe, like if they get a toddler or something, yes. But like as, an, as a human being, they're not trying to go after human beings. Oh, they know. Like a not, shark. I guess. They don't know any better. Yeah. A shark chomps you. And then they're like, ugh, ugh, ugh. <laughs> human blubber. Gross. But it's too late. Yeah, gators, I mean, I think they might like try to hurt you or something like that. But you're really not... They're not going to go after us. They know that that's not smart. Mm. They do. Um, they don't do physical attacks, but they do like psychological attacks. <laughs> yeah. And Gators, well known for cyberbullying. <laughs> Stupidest thing. <laughs> Can someone please draw some? If you're an artist, some concept art yes. of an alligator cyberbullying. Cyberbullying <laughs> people. Would yeah. it be people or other gators? <laughs> um, it'd be people. It'd be people. <laughs> well, I don't know. I think it would be people. Okay. Yeah. 
Uh, <laughs> that visual is amazing. Yeah. All right. Um, so, yes, instead of a mayor, it's actually what they're called is the city has a town manager. So that's oh, okay. what you would be in your coattails and your top hat saying With things like, oh, yes. <laughs> uh, celebration is about 20 miles southwest of Orlando. Okay. But just a few miles and almost like right next to Walt Disney World. So okay. it's right there, right up against Walt Disney, Wor- Walt Disney World. The area was already part of the original 30,000 acres of land that Disney had purchased in 1965 in order to build Walt Disney World. Did you know that he bought that much land? No, that's insane. It's, I mean, so the actual... Was it basically like a buck a, a foot? He got <laughs> it very cheap, yes. Um, but the whole point was that the land that he couldn't get here in in Orange County, California, even though there was there was space at the time... Florida has, like, so much more space than that. Yeah. Um, Walt Disney World itself only takes up 1,100 acres. But Disney still owns... That's crazy. Disney still owns 30,000 acres. Dang. <laughs> yeah, so You know what cra- that's called? Cash poor acreage rich. Oh, yeah. that's good. <laughs> You're an idiot. Cool. So, so what they did was, you know, this is part of the tons of land that they have they decided let's set up this little utopian little town and actually celebration is directly connected to disney world uh by world drive so it goes like you can drive from world drive leaving disney world and then it connects down to celebration and it hooks up at um celebration boulevard so the idea is that it's connected to disney world and there's going to be it's not necessarily Disney themed, but the whole idea is that like it's obvious that Disney developed this this um, town, um, and this is the wording from a film that is shown to prospective homebuyers in celebration. Okay, oh, ready? Here's some wording. Okay, our memories of childhood. There is a place that takes you back to that time of innocence. A place where the biggest decision is whether to play kick the can or king of the hill. <laughs> A place of caramel apples and cotton candy, secret forts and hopscotch on the streets. That place is here again in a new town called Celebration. Celebration, a new American town of block parties and 4th of July parades, of spaghetti dinners and school bake sales, lollipops and fireflies in a jar. And while we can't return to those times, we can arrive at a place that embraces all of those things. Someday, 20,000 people will live in celebration, and for each and every one of them, it will be home. That sound. First of all, I twenty thousand people. Yeah, twenty thousand people don't live there. Okay. <laughs> uh, it sounds very cult-like. It's creepy, right? But I do still want to live there. <laughs> so, I feel like I probably will end up being a part of a cult at some point in my life, anyway. Oh, I can see that. Yeah, yeah. Not the leader of follower. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm, yeah, I'm gonna lead a cult. Okay, great. Stacey. I could lead a cult. Yeah, I know. That's in my personality. Oh god. Yeah, I'm a leader, you're a follower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the population, as of 2010, when they lasted the census uh, in celebration, is actually 7,427 people. So just shy. <laughs> just shy of 20,000. Um, but, you know, it is a little creepy, right? The idea that this is going to be like a perfect town and everyone's going to be so happy. I don't like so, it. So, you know, we're going to be obviously talking about a murder that happened a here. Murder. A murder. <laughs> so uh, it'll be, you know, obviously in direct contrast to what the whole mission statement is of this town. Um, but Walt Disney himself had always dreamed of creating a utopian society, but he died in 1966. And a lot of the ideas, he had a lot of ideas that he left behind. Um, celebration was an idea 
Walt had more of an idea for like a futuristic society. That's what Epcot was supposed to be, mm-hmm. um, where everything's state of the art, you know. Um, but he also had, you know, always wanted to live in a town or grow up in a town that's like a pre-World War II, like picturesque American dream mm-hmm. type town. This was more of Walt's like maybe personal dream of a town he wished he had grown up in. Like, uh, what what's the um, makeup? Like how many, I'm trying to think of how to say this. <laughs> How white is this town? <laughs> <laughs> like, if we're, I'm just trying. I'm glad to, you asked because that's next on my list. Because if we're talking about Walt's personal dream, I think we all know what's the. How white is this town? <laughs> how white is this town? I, unfortunately, <laughs> it's no secret that Walt probably he, wanted it to be a pretty white town. <laughs> so, actually, interesting that you bring that up. Thank <laughs> so, you. in the 2010 <laughs> census, uh, with they had the population down and the diversity, not very diverse. Okay. <laughs> talking 80% white people, okay? Okay. Um, Now, that might not mean anything because what if that entire part of Florida is predominantly white? Yeah. Not true. So, Oh, really? Surrounding cities and towns, it's about 59% white. So you're looking at a town that's not particularly diverse, especially considering the area. Yeah. Um, And that's something that actually Celebration has tried to work on. They've tried to make the town more diverse, but for whatever reason, it's never really panned out and it's still predominantly white. Um, Listen, that's not always... like a bat I mean listen people are people you know but it's just something specifically about this town <laughs> like <laughs> just, just a bunch of white people that's utopia I guess I, for <laughs> Walt it certainly okay. was <laughs> yeah it's no um, secret so um, in the 1980s, a subsidiary company of uh, the Disney company um, was created that was called Disney Development Company. And this was just for the purpose of designing and funding this Disney utopian town. And the endeavor would cost uh, $2.5 billion Jesus. <laughs> to make this town. Chump change. <laughs> yeah. For Disney? Yeah, that's true. Nothing. I think I gave them that money. That's from me, basically. Oh, yeah. Kim, will all, when will you ever not have a pass to Disney? I don't know. I I mean, you got to give it up, man. Come on. No. They're raising their prices. You're a sucker by now. I got so mad last time I had to renew my pass. But you do it anyways because I know, you're that's a follower. because <laughs> I'm a part of the Disney cult. She's part of the Disney cult. I, when I was paying for it, I was like so mad. And then I was like, it doesn't matter. I'm paying for it anyway. What's the <laughs> point of I'd Like, I'm not going to waste my anger on this. It's not going to change anything. I'm still getting the pass. Just be part of the problem, man. I am. I'll probably get a pass I'm, again. I'm part too. of a lot of problems. Let's <laughs> yeah. If I'm being honest. We all are. Yeah, that's true. As part of the design for the town, there were limitations put on everything. All right. So this is like, you know what an HOA is? Yeah. Homeowners Association. It's like an HOA, but like for an entire town, every single thing has to be exactly so. Right. It has to have Weird. this visual look, this appearance. Um, there are only six house styles permitted. And a limited range of colors, white, blue, yellow, pink, and buff, all in pastel shades. Jesus. I want a buff house. I want a pink pastel house. Ugh. I would love a pink pastel Ugh. house. Not for me. I love it. Not for um, me, thanks. Potential residents are given a lavish presentation about life and celebration. So the part of that video segment I read to you is part of the video presentation they give you. Um, and the people who buy homes must choose their home from a catalog of 84 Disney-approved styles. So there's like the six main types of houses mm-hmm. and then 84 styles within that. Oh, man. Yeah, so a very specific look to these homes. Honestly, I would love to go down to Celebration and get pitched on buying a house. I would yeah, love Yeah, me too. Me can you still get pitched on it? Are you they can still, still go buy houses? homes in, in Celebration for sure. Okay. They're, I mean, Let's they're expensive-ish, it. probably starting at like a million. So you got to like buy a house here. Chump change. <laughs> in, in Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
Houses must be equidistant from the streets and the fences on properties must be one of six styles pre-chosen by Disney. So different, a specific style of fence. No. <laughs> this is not The Sims. <laughs> I love The Sims. Can I do a Sims podcast? Sure. Will you do it with me? Duh. Kim knows nothing about The Sims. <laughs> What's that podcast? What do we do? What are we just talking about your characters? You watch me play the Sims. <laughs> Listeners, if you would like a... <laughs> if you want a special edition, or is it a whole new spinoff? It's a whole new spinoff. Okay, cool. <laughs> no, it sounds like a nightmare. It would have to be on Twitch. What's Twitch? Twitch that's, is... Um, that's it's where you watch people play, play video games. Ellen? No. Okay. It's where you watch people play video games. Okay. So it would be like, I'm playing a video game and you're That's like, a thing? Oh, yeah. Interesting. It's like you can become a millionaire being... What? Yes. Well, having like people watching you play video games. I want to do that. You can. Especially oh, well, as a true. girl. As a, a girl, you get a lot more um, Ew, followers. Hard pass. Listen, it's real. Um, but you get paid per every subscriber. There's ad revenue. People literally become millionaires. I'm blown away by playing this. Playing video games. It's not everybody. It's very rare. It's like probably 0.05% of the population becomes a millionaire doing it, but there are Twitch stars. It's kind of like how we became millionaires from doing the podcast. Guys, we're so rich. Thank you, listeners, for sending your donations. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, thanks for all the money. (laughs) I swear, if I get another check for $1,000... It's like, what do you do with them at this point? I I just, I have so much money. I got paper cuts from so many checks. I know, just my hand is cramping, just signing (laughs) all the checks. Listeners, thank you, thank you. Um, All right, let's get back to it. So part of the rules for these houses, um, cars can't be parked in the owner's driveway for more than 24 consecutive hours gotta but, have a job guys that's right but they have to be inside the garage so that they can't be seen from the street oh so nobody leaving their old broken down car in their garage or, or in their driveway interesting also whenever i'm not working i'm on like hiatus my car is parked on the street for months at a time yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, i'm yeah. in here like it's like there's like i'm snowed in or something i don't leave <laughs> ever so disney wouldn't like that i just recently came <laughs> off of a very long hiatus yeah. and i was living in my in a new apartment in your car no 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 <laughs> like i kind of like yeah, i was living in my car <laughs> i had kind of just moved to my apartment a couple months before we went on hiatus yeah and i think once that happened my neighbors probably just were like who is this new person <laughs> never leaves. she never leaves <laughs> what is she doing Doing. Yeah, that's me. Is that is that the theme song to ER playing again? <laughs> Why is it so loud? Should we check on her? How many Grubhub deliveries does this woman need in a day? And she's never leaving. How can she afford it? <laughs> thank you, Grubhub, oh, for being a sponsor. Yes, thank you as always. Um, also, garbage cans are hidden; must be hidden from sight in alleyways behind houses at all times. You can't even have those garbage cans visible from the street. What? Listen, it's got to look so perfect. Like you're in Pleasantville or the Truman Show. It has to be perfect. So annoying. Um, so the first residents of Celebration Florida moved in during the summer of 1996. Oh, it's newer than I thought it was. Yeah, it was developed in 1994. Oh, then my friend was definitely not born in Celebration That's Florida. That's why I was questioning that. Um, she is my age. Okay, yeah. So she, I guess, moved in... Around the time but it opened, probably. I think even if you moved when you even were as old as junior high or high school, you can still say you're from there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense to me. I'll allow it. Um, but yeah, so the first residents moved um, during the summer of 1996. 
But as the years went on, it was apparent that these like picturesque looking homes had been, they had been slapped together real fast. Uh oh. And there was some shoddy workmanship that was done, and a lot of them were falling apart in lots of different ways. Um, <laughs> there was actually. A- Can't have your garbage cans on the street. <laughs> yeah. Your siding will fall off your house. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it, 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 it's kind of like this artificial town that kind of. Like when you're driving down the streets and you see these houses, it sort of feels artificial to people too. Mm -hmm. But, you know, a lot of people enjoy living there because of the whole Disney aspect of it, knowing that this is supposed to be a perfect town designed by Disney. They like that idea. That's actually why I can totally respect that. You know, totally. I would be one of those people. I definitely am not making fun of the people that live there. No, no, no. But I'm just saying that that as as creepy and also like the houses are falling apart kind of thing like yeah. all these weird things like people are still stoked to like live there, yeah you know um which i think is cool in 1995 so after the construction had completed so people moved in in 96 but in 1995 um celebration was all done and the disney development company was actually folded into walt disney imagineering and in 2004 the disney company sold the 16 acre town center to lexin capital which is a private real estate investment company, and they still own it today. So Disney, it was their original plan to build the town and then divest everything. Got to get in, build it up, and then get out. And yeah, exactly. That money. So it actually is not Disney owned at all. Oh, it's not really connected to Disney to Disney in any way, except that they developed it, but then they walked away from it. And that's it. So it's it's owned by Lexin Capital. Huh. Um, and we already talked about the demographics here, but you know the population in 2010 was around 7,427. That might be different. I mean, this like eight years ago, so it could be, but it's around that still. Yeah. Um, and while you might expect like. Mickey Mouse everywhere, like hidden Mickeys or something, yeah, or even yeah. any sense of Disney. Not m- maybe Disney stores. Um, nothing. There's no Disney, Disney milk. <laughs> Disney, Disney milk. Uh, brand hot dog buns. <laughs> yeah. Disney brand televisions. You can None only get the Disney Channel. Nothing Disney at all whatsoever. Interesting. Not even a Disney store. Nothing. Um, so th- there are a couple business buildings that Disney operates out of just to have like. You wouldn't know, like they have some office buildings that are Disney, mm-hmm. but Disney has that here in California and all, all over in Burbank and Anaheim and wherever. Yeah. And it's not like it has a big Mickey Mouse on it. They, they just happen to be in that building. You don't even know. Um, so there's really nothing actually Disney about it. See, now when I looked up, I had always heard about Celebration. I was like, oh man, it's a Disney town. There's probably like Disney stuff everywhere and it's probably so cool. And it's really not Disney <laughs> at all. It's really not. But the people, it's the spirit of Disney that makes it, it. It definitely is there. And there are those people, like I said, who move there because of their enthusiasm for Disney. And the, the proximity to Disney World is, you know, is there. So people can go to Disney World very easily. Maybe they have passes and they, that's part of their whole lifestyle. Yeah. Um, but really, so here's some some myths about Celebration that people have that okay. we'll debunk right now. Okay so, okay. so some people thought that buying a home in Celebration gets you a lifetime pass to Walt Disney World. Okay. That's wrong. That's <laughs> <laughs> perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, some people thought that the town would hire people to walk dogs around downtown to make it seem more charming and quaint. Not true. What? Not true. <laughs> they thought someone would just, like, you're hired. These dogs aren't, you're not, Celebration yeah. Florida won't let you have dogs, but they bring in dogs <laughs> yeah. from outside areas. Well, like in Truman Show, they have people walking around town. That's true. To, for, to, if you guys haven't seen Truman Show, number ahead, one, Stacey, drop like, what you're doing. Finish this episode. Rate us. No, don't even go finish to the episode. Hit your promo code merch. Definitely rate us. watch. 
stop what you're doing, watch Truman Show. But yeah, everybody around is hired to make Truman think he's in a real town. Um, yes, they don't. They now have never done that. Some people thought that the wildlife, like fish and birds and frogs and stuff, are animatronic. What? Which is not true. <laughs> um, a lot of people think that some or maybe all of the streets are named after Disney characters. Uh huh. Not true. They're mostly named after flowers. <laughs> Cool. <laughs> um, I liked your delivery. So, <laughs> flowers. But let me just drop this little nugget at you. Okay. If you actually want to live in a Disney-themed luxury community that is on the property of Walt Disney World where you can have your own mansion custom-built with hidden Mickeys, and there are I do, I do. Disney-themed things mm-hmm, mm-hmm, all mm-hmm. over the place. Don't tempt me with a good time. Then look up Golden Oak, Florida. Because <gasps> that's real. What's that? You've got to be a millionaire. <laughs> it's everything Sorry. I just told you. Okay, you're gonna have to oh, look okay. it up. So I, it literally is. It's like a community inside Disney World for millionaires to have mansions that have hidden Mickey's inside the mansions, and the parks have like Little Mermaid statues, cool. and Disney is everywhere, and it's an actual Disney. T- it's not a town because it's in Disney World, but like, and you have to shop from specific mansions that you can buy. Wow. Um, but the community is called Golden Oak, Florida. Cool. So there you go, listeners. If you want to look that up, we'll all have a, I'll have a link to that on yeah, our, yeah, yeah. our webpage because I discovered that and I was like, oh my god, hashtag goals. Oh, I cut it out. I all right, <laughs> no, it stays in. I've <laughs> never heard you say that before, and it's. There are certainly things, I, you know, it's not like I've known you my whole life and you've said every word you'll ever say. Yeah. But there are certain things that, like, I expect to, to like, eventually I'll hear you say that. <laughs> Never, Never did I ever expect you to say, hashtag oh, my goals. God, hashtag goals. <laughs> and honestly, I don't know if I want to continue doing this project with you anymore. No, I think we're <laughs> done, right? I think the I podcast is canceled it. forever now. Um, okay, so like we already said before, Celebration is not Disney, but there is that vibe. People know that this is a quote-unquote Disney. People know what's up. When they, de- yeah, when they, des- <laughs> when you describe it in that Kissimmee video. Kissimmee, uh-huh. It was narrated by that guy <laughs> who was like talking about, come visit Kissimmee, check Kissimmee. out a neighborhood called Celebration Florida, designed by Disney. They, it's always, it's always there. Yeah. But it's, it's really not Disney themed. Mm. Okay. Sorry, guys. But of course, okay, so crime, of course, is low in a place like this because it's so mm-hmm. small and it's this picturesque, quaint town. Mm-hmm. Except in 2010 when Celebration had its first murder. Ooh, first murders. Congrats. Cool. I don't know what that is, but congrats on the murder. So that's the dumpster Ugh. one? Yeah. Yeah, let's not... <laughs> Let's not congrats people on merds. You know what? I think the dumpster was because um, for what you, I did sucked. You belong in a dumpster. <laughs> yeah, I do for that. My favorite joke that I've ever made on this podcast is when I said I looked at a trash can yeah. and thought of Kim. A simple human. I made myself laugh out loud. So good. All right. So our victim was named Matteo Patrick Giovendito. Ooh. It's a, that's, a, that's a mouthful. Yeah, it is. Good of for him. Um, he was born November 9th, 1952 in Massachusetts, um, and he was murdered Thanksgiving weekend, November 25th, 2010, um, in his condo in Celebration, Florida. So, Mateo, he actually preferred to go by his middle name, so we're going to refer to him as Patrick. Mateo Patrick. So, I'll be calling him Patrick. Every once in a while, I might say Mateo Patrick. Um, and he was a 58-year-old retired teacher who had been counseling troubled youth, and he loved all things Disney, and that's actually why he lived in Celebration. Nice. Like I said, there are people that live there, and that's why. Yeah. Um, not everybody, but he's one of those people. Um, and neighbors described him as very quiet and devoted to his chihuahua, Lucy. Aww. And little Lucy. And... Uh, 
Patrick was, when he was a teacher, he was known as Mr. G at school. Oh, I had a Mr. G when I was in elementary school. Go on. He was cool. Cool. Yeah. Cool story, Kim. Thanks. So um, he was raised. He actually in- wasn't my teacher. He was just a cool teacher at school. There was just. Oh, so you just make up lies now? <laughs> well, I want to be honest. I, I just, he wasn't my teacher. I just r- really wish he was. Weird. <laughs> yeah. What if this was the teacher? I don't think so. Well, he taught in Florida. So. Yeah, so that doesn't check okay. out with me. So like I said, he was from uh, Massachusetts, but he was, he was raised in Boston. B-Town. Nope. Cool. <laughs> he began his teaching career at the Villa Oasis Boarding School in Eloy, Arizona, actually, in the 1970s. So he kind of moved around a little bit yeah. here. Um, but he relocated to Florida in 1981 and began teaching 7th and 8th grade social studies at Lerman Day School, which is a private Jewish school in Miami Beach. Whoa. Um, and from there, he became headmaster at the Crossroads School, which was for kids with ADHD. Um, and that was located in Davie, Florida, which is in the Miami Beach area. Okay. Rowena Kovler, a principal at Lerman Day School, said about Patrick when she heard that he had been murdered, she said, quote, he was an excellent employee. The students adored him. He motivated students. He gave incentives to get good grades. It was joyous having a teacher like that, end quote. Oh, man. Yeah. So um, when Patrick was murdered, his body was actually found four days later. Ooh. I, I always hate when that happens. Not going to be a that, pretty sight. Yeah. Um, he was found when concerned neighbors came looking for him. And he was on the kitchen floor underneath a blanket. Ooh. So his body had been covered up. Huh. And he had been killed with a hatchet that was in a closet in his own home. Interesting. Kim's making a freaked out face. Ugh, that's scary. It is. Yeah, a hatchet a is not hatchet. a nice weapon. Um, and not only had he been hit with the hatchet. It's not a nice weapon. <laughs> as opposed to all the other nice, polite murder weapons there yeah. are. Yeah, like your they standard. They chose the rude one. Like your standard butcher knife. Yeah, your, your, your basic butcher your knife. You're just run of the mill. Um, so, but also he was hit with the hatchet over the head, but his head had also been smashed onto the kitchen tile. Um, and then, on top of which, he'd been strangled with shoelaces. Damn. So it's kind of like, I don't know if that's overkill or excessive force or what's happening there, but... It's a lot. Someone really wanted him dead and was making sure of that. Or didn't know what they were doing. Yeah, and was... Couldn't choose. Trial and error, geez. The medical examiner's office later uh, concluded that Patrick had died from blunt force trauma and strangulation. Oh, man. So kind of all of those things sort of did it for him. Yeah. His home had also been ransacked. Items stolen from his house um, were his rare coin collection, um, an iPad, some cash, and also his Corvette, which was parked in the driveway. Oh, that, oh that for how long? That was stolen, too. <laughs> oh, I in 24 hours. Yeah, it had to have okay. been. <laughs> um, Very good point. This guy sounds just like such a great guy. Yeah. He's a coin collector. He's a really good teacher. <laughs> I you love it that you like coin collectors. No, it just it seemed like he seems like a. It's like a sweet old man hobby. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, <laughs> thanks. Go on. Is that it? That's it. Oh, okay, sweet. Um, yeah. Okay, so the murder obviously shocked the community because it was the first. <gasps> That's everyone was like reading the paper in the morning. It was like <gasps> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So f- since 1994, to have a, the first murder in 14 years is a pretty big deal. Yeah. Um, and authorities began searching for the killer. Within just a few days, though, actually, they already had a lead. So um, Patrick's Corvette had been found abandoned in a canal behind the Reef Club apartments in Kissimmee, only 10 miles away from the crime scene. Uh-oh. This person doesn't seem very smart. You're just going to no. I mean, come on. 
Um, and some of Patrick's collector coins um, days previous had been pawned nearby. Idiot. Yeah, um, which helped lead the invest- investigators to their suspect. But most importantly, a photo of this man, the oh, actual culprit, was on Patrick's computer, and this man's fingerprints were all over the house. Wait, a photo of him was on the computer? So what happened is they were able to... Uh, track this man down because of the Corvette and the collector coins. They were able to narrow down, okay, this is this is the guy. Mm-hmm. And then when they were searching Patrick's house, there were photos on his computer. One of them was of this person, their suspect. And they're like, oh, okay. So this guy's clearly connected to our victim. Here. Oh, I gotcha. Like, it was like a picture that was just like on his photos. He, he, ha- like he had a photo saved of this person. So this is a okay. person that our victim knows. Oh, damn. Is what that means, yeah. Okay. Um, and this man's fingerprints were all over the house. So it's pretty clear that, like, okay, you took the guy's stuff. You knew the guy. You were in his house. You he tried did to this. pawn his coins. Yeah, exactly. So this man was 28-year-old David Israel Zenon Murillo. Oh, Zenon. Zenon. That's a pretty... Uh, <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a name. That's a name. Yeah. Um, he was a homeless... You don't hear Zenon. You don't hear Xenon. Very often. What was that show? Xenon. Xenon the War? No, no, no. Xenon no. Warrior Princess, but no girl, like, alien oh, girl Oh, yeah. Xenon, girl from Planet Zine. Something. It was like Something Disney like Channel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we was were too, like we two were of them. We were too old to watch that. Yeah, there was a, a boy and a girl, right? No, no, no. There were two movies. Was, there was a sequel also. I thought there was a boy who was also an alien or something. I, That's you know Kyle XY. <gasps> Yep, he didn't have a belly button. <laughs> Ew, God. I didn't make the show. Get out of my house. I have a belly button. <laughs> so uh, David Murillo, he was a homeless man who had been living in wooded areas near Celebration. And his fingerprints came back with a result. The reason that they, they knew it was his fingerprints um, was because in 2008, he had been convicted of carrying a concealed weapon and battery of a police officer. So this guy has a record. He's clearly violent, too, because he, you know, battered a police officer. Um, When he was brought into court on December 6, 2010, he was quoted as saying this about the victim, Patrick. Quote, Uh he was a sick, sick man. He had what was coming to him. (gasps) I am very nervous now. Are you intrigued? Uh, Yes. What do you think? I I don't know, but I don't think it's going to be good. (laughs) Why don't we take an ad break? Okie doke. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by Wink. We've been talking about Wink for a while. Yes. Look, just get Wink. <laughs> Wink is a wine curator subscription service. It's great. I had Wink wine last night. It was lovely. It was very good. Uh, get Wink. Like at this point, I don't need to keep telling you about how great it is. You should already know if you're a fan of the po- the fan of the cast. Uh, then you know about Wink. You should go to Wink.com, enter promo code MERDS, save $20. You're not too good for $20. You're not too good for a personal wine curator service. Wink.com, promo code MERDS. Let's go, guys. You can do it. I believe in you. All right, and we're back. Woo! Nope. You should have gone faster. No need. You should not have left that for me. I know. I say that. I say, and we're back, and I look at you as if I'm anticipating. Yeah. It's my own fault. You know, yeah, you brought this. You created this monster. I'm simply just the monster you I created. Did. <laughs> You're just simply simple. Yeah, I'm a simple human. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So David Murillo had just been arrested for the murder of Patrick Giovendito in his condo in Celebration, Florida. Okay. And he had, this man hadn't done much to cover his tracks. He left his fingerprints all over. He pawned the items from the victim. Um, he stole his car. But then when he appeared in court, he said that Patrick 
had what was coming to him. Now, why would David say this? I don't know, but I don't think it's going to be good. And another question. Remember that David's photo was on Patrick's computer? Yeah, I did question that. So wh- you- why was that? I don't know. It did make me like a little concerned. And Gave now you pause. He's, there's a pretty significant age difference. Mm-hmm. I'm not feeling like I, I, you know what? I'm starting to feel like he didn't deserve to be a coin collector. <laughs> That's what I'm starting to be concerned about. <laughs> so. Um, so when questioned, David said that he had been picked up by Patrick the day of the murder and Patrick had offered to pay him to wash his Corvette for him to do an odd job for him. Um, and so David went back with him to Patrick's house. He washed the car. Patrick, um, offered David a beer. Uh Uh-oh. And then David fell asleep on the couch. And this is where it gets weird. It's already not, not weird. Mm Mm-hmm. So David claims that he woke up to find Patrick on top of him. Patrick, uh, well, David was sleeping face down and Patrick was on top of him trying to sexually assault him. Oh, Um, Patrick. And David, he felt so groggy and out of it that he was... He was certain that Patrick had drugged that that beer that he had, yeah. and um, and so when he woke up, Patrick was on top of him, and he was enraged, yeah, um, that he had potentially been drugged, and that this guy was trying to essentially rape him, yeah. Um, also, something I'm that- gonna say his anger is justified. <laughs> yeah, he was very upset. Um, so he he went into a rage and he found the hatchet in Patrick's closet. Oh. And that's when he he actually used the butt of the hat, hatchet to hit him over the head with. So it wasn't the sharp. And that's why he was killed by blunt force. Okay. Um, and to really make sure that he had killed him, he was smashing his head against the tile. Then he went and got shoelaces and strangled him. Um, so it, you, now you can tell what he did was... Yes, he was being attacked, but he also, it was more than self-defense what he did. He kind of went above and yeah, beyond that. Yeah. I mean, I think hitting him over the head with the hatchet probably could have knocked him out or something. But he also was drugged. Maybe he wasn't totally... Yeah, that's possible. Yeah, yeah. he felt like, yeah. And so then it was learned by authorities, the reason that David Marillo's photo was on uh, Patrick's computer was because the men had actually met about a year ago when Patrick had been driving around Kissimmee. Um, he approached Marillo, who was, he was... Um, Walking outside of a Walmart store carrying four bags of groceries, Patrick pulls up in his Corvette and says, can I give you a ride? Uh So that's how he had met. Don't take rides. Don't take rides from strange men. Yeah. Um, And so that's how these two met. And after looking at Patrick's computer, it was also learned that he picked up young men like that um, just driving around town but he also met them on websites like craigslist and this man was an early adopter of the internet so he was using the internet even back in like the 90s and stuff and he had been online um trolling for like trying to find young men and he was doing that there was evidence of that on on his computer but okay so here's the deal it's like you know okay so he's a gay man and he likes younger men right and he's meeting men online dating them, right? So neighbors... They none were, of that is illegal. None of that. There's nothing wrong with right. any of so those like, things. Neighbors were told by Patrick that he counseled troubled youth and he was a psychiatrist or a psychologist. Mm-hmm. That was made up. Oh. So the, the, he was a teacher. Okay. But he didn't counsel troubled youth. The oh, troubled no. youth that they would... So the neighbors would see that like there are young men coming to Patrick's house, sitting on the porch with him and hanging out with him. Those were men that he was like hooking up with or he would meet online or pick up. Uh, how young were they? Well, they, they it wasn't specifically clear, but probably okay. like 20 somethings. OK. Um, so, you know, clearly young enough that Patrick explained it in a way that like these are troubled youth and I'm helping. 
because he it was obvious that they're much younger than him. Yeah. So okay, let's say he's having relationships with young men, um, and these are adults. Yeah, he's an adult. Okay. If they're both going into this consensually, gay then, men like there's nothing wrong with that. But if he um, the other thing too is that this is creepy. Some of these like one of these young men called him uncle, which Ew, is that's weird. That is super creepy. But I so, don't like when like. Ugh, like, like when women say, say daddy. daddy. That's so no, gross. No. Yeah, but that's what Marilyn Monroe did. That doesn't make it okay. <laughs> it doesn't. It makes it worse. <laughs> it doesn't make it worse or better. It's just still <laughs> gross. It's still weird. Like, don't call the person that you're sleeping with daddy or Ew. mommy. Like, that's not th- That's not okay. Or uncle. Or uncle. Not a fan. No. So, you know, Patrick having relationships with adult men, consensual relationships, that in itself is not a bad thing. Mm. But if you are trying to sexually assault these men, that's not okay. So this David guy, that's what he's claiming happened, and that's why he killed Patrick. So something else would come out about this Patrick Uh guy about two years later that no one really expected at all. Okay. Okay. You ready for this? Mm. Yeah, I think I'm I'm ready for it. What do you think it's going to be? I don't know. No, give me a guess. Uh, I, something about the coins. I, uh, you know, you may, wish it was about I the do. coins. I'm pretty you focused on the coins. How <laughs> many coins do you have right now in your possession? Not as many as I would like. <laughs> <laughs> um, once I found a cool old dime. Ooh. Yeah. Um, I don't know what I'm going to find out about this guy, but I think it's not going to be good. And I think it's going to be that he molested more people. Okay. So. About two years later, but right before the trial, David's trial was going to begin, there was an article written by the Daily Beast in September of 2012, and there was a bit of in-depth investigative journalism that had been done, and a very dark past of Matteo Patrick Giovendito um, came out that he had sexually abused numerous young boys when he was a teacher. Oh. So you, I, you were, know what I'm you, doing right now is taking of, my hand off of the sound effects keyboard. Yeah, so, you know, total bummer. Um, obviously, and it was this journalist. So the, the article was written primarily by a journalist named Barbara Spindell, who she actually had grown up in the Miami Beach area. So she knew some of the um, old students of oh. Mr. G, as he was called. Man. Yeah. Um, Real bummer and so, that he had that name. Yeah, because for you, that's a good name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so she went and started using her connections to people that she had grown up with. She went and interviewed some people. Um, Mr. G, as he was called, was well-liked by many of his students, but looking back on it after accusations of sexual abuse were made, his treatment of his male students really started looking suspicious. Mm -hmm. Um, students were encouraged by Mr. G to do well and get good grades, and they were rewarded with trips to Disney World and the Everglades. So it's kind of like, going to Disney World with your teacher, just you and the teacher. Yeah, it's a, it's a tricky thing. Yeah, because there, I think there are actually plenty of honest teachers who would totally take their kids to Disneyland or something as a, as a, but I don't really know. But as, and like you're, you're talking about um, kids who are having a hard time. Mm-hmm. They're, you know, it's not like they're, you're taking your whole class to Disney World. It's a yeah. kid that's really struggling and, and as a reward, like, that's a great reward. Maybe they couldn't otherwise afford to go to Disney World and now, like, this cool thing. Right. So I'm sure that some people do that, and it's very nice. Well, like, when I was in the sixth grade, I had a teacher, Mr. Collier. I actually didn't like very much. But, <laughs> um, 
he rewarded us with if we did really well we got to go do these scuba diving lessons but oh, it was like cool. it was like in a, a controlled environment our parents got to come too yeah um and so we were like in a pool with our teacher was helping us because he was like a certified scuba instructor okay so he was like giving us a scuba diving lesson scuba is an acronym it is yes. what's it stand for C cool under water breathing uh action so close <laughs> yeah you had two of those letters right <laughs> cool c and cool yeah definitely <laughs> but that so looking back on that it's like well that also was in a controlled environment where like our parents were there i think as and long it was as your parents were there and invited yeah so then it's completely then different. it's fine yeah but still it's a teacher going out of their way to take me outside of the school environment to reward me for getting good grades yeah which is really cool yeah um, but so students who got high, the highest grades in this case for Mr. G, they were invited to sleepovers at his house, no. um, at the end of the semester and also outings to concerts, amusement parks, video arcades and go-karting courses. Mm-mm. Um, and looking back on it, it was apparent that, um, girls were hardly ever included in any of this. Oh man. So looking, so it's one of those things where, oh, looking back on it now we see a pattern, but at the time... Yeah. Um, people weren't really aware. Now, the timing of this coming out is important because it was, um, this was 2012 when Jerry Sandusky was on trial for the sexual abuse. Oh, that's right. He had yeah, committed. Yeah, yeah. Remember, he was the Penn State football coach. Mm-hmm. He was tried and convicted for 45 out of 48 uh, sexual abuse charges against him. So this was a time when the country was suddenly becoming aware that teachers um, and authority figures like coaches could be taking advantage of young it boys didn't stick. in this capacity. <laughs> It yeah. didn't stick. Yeah. It was a time for a couple months. Yeah, that's true. And then... Uh, yeah, so the the timing of this is really relevant because, you know, there, you know, just the idea of a teacher taking advantage of their position of authority. Um, one of Mr. Really G's sad. students, yeah, um, a man named Peter Klein, he said that he remembered Mr. G as a wonderful teacher, but looking back, maybe he was a little too close with his students. He said to the Daily Beast, quote, once you become an adult and you're in a, ro- a role similar to his, I could never imagine anything close to the kinds of trips and relationships he had with kids. And that made me uneasy, end quote. Um, several mm. students and their parents came forward, most of them choosing not to reveal their names um, with many accusations against this man. One mother who chose not to use her real name said Mr. G was a, quote, clever, cunning, pedophile predator. Wow. Yeah. She said that Patrick, as he was called um, by her son and herself, um, he had met her son when she was about 10 or uh, when he was about 10 or 11, the son. And uh, Mr. G had a profound influence on him, but she had no idea that her son was being abused by him until later when her son was an adult and finally told his mom. Um, But at the time, you know, Mr. G treated her son to trips around the world, including Mexico, China, Japan, and Australia. What? Which is like, she, and the, and the mom said, quote, I was happy for him. What kid gets that? Patrick was considered almost like a part of our family, end quote. Oh, that's heartbreaking. So she really trusted him implicitly. And I don't want to get into the details of the, so the mom, she talked about what the, what type of abuse was happening. I really don't like talking about I that kind of stuff. I think we can paint a pretty picture. Well, there, a pre- there are, sorry, a pretty good picture, unfortunately. There are different types of things that could be happening. And, and it, it matters because for these boys, there were certain incidences that were different than others. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, if you wanted to read some more details just out of curiosity, um, the Daily Beast article kind of goes into that. I'll put a link to that on our webpage. You can read more about it. Um, 
for some people, they want to have all the information. You want yeah, to know, totally. like, what are these monsters doing to our kids? Like, yeah. we need to know this, you know? I don't want to talk about it, though. <laughs> so, okay. But, uh, <laughs> and I um, don't know, so. <laughs> yeah. The writer of that article, after she heard that particular story, that's when she started digging and found more victims. Um, uh, one victim, again, not wanting to use his name, said Mr. G was the one teacher who could actually get through to him and motivate him to do well in school. <sighs> Which is sad because that's what a lot of these creeps do yeah is they actually do help these kids but then they go and take advantage and abuse them yeah and so then now you've just ruined all that hard work you've done and now you've created a kid who can't trust anybody and who is scarred for life Mm -hmm. and can't function normally as an adult because they're still dealing with their childhood um what this student said he said that um mr g had taken him and some other boys out onto a houseboat and sexual abuse was happening on this boat. And he said, quote, at the time, I'm a young, impressionable kid and I was being treated great. And I don't really know anything about being a boy or an adult and what is appropriate and what's not, Ugh. end quote. So, you know, some of these boys didn't really understand that what was happening was inappropriate. Yeah. Which is the worst part because then they're not going to go home and tell their parents. Of course. You know, um, and kids already may not want to tell their parents even in any situation like that. So Mr. G, he had taught at many different schools and it was never made clear if he moved around because the schools, there were allegations against him. Remember that would happen with them um, when all those Catholic priests. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like they kept moving them around to different churches just to, you know kind of cover up the problem. We don't know if this guy was moved around for that reason. When asked, administrators from these schools, they all said that he was either an exemplary teacher with no complaints ever made against him or that they didn't have personnel records that went that far back. So it's kind of like, you know, there really is no answer to that question. Yeah. Um, And there were other students, other males, that said he was a great teacher and didn't abuse them at all. One ex-student named William Wilders, who was very close with Mr. G, said, quote, he dug Disney. He was a little weird. He didn't socialize with anyone but the kids. People all through the school thought bizarre things were happening between me and Mr. G. I know that, but he never tried anything with me. He was always really nice to me and very generous, end quote. So for whatever reason, he was abusing certain boys, but not others. Like this guy was very adamant. He's like, nothing happened. He was just nice to me. So um, another ex-student named Ben Dorans had gone on several group trips to Disney World and Busch Gardens with Mr. G. Um, He explained that the the trips were loosely organized. Quote, he'd be like, want to go to Disney? And people would just sign up. End quote. Dorans also said that one day Mr. G asked the class, quote, does anyone want to go to Mexico? End quote. And Ben Dorans, he was the only kid who said yes. He actually went on a trip with Mr. Whoa. G. Um, and looking back on it, he told the Daily Beast that this was crazy that his mother had allowed this. Yeah. Even though he said no abuse occurred. and But it still was crazy to him that his mother had let him leave the country with his teacher. Yeah. But this kid, again, was another one. He's an adult now saying that nothing happened with him. Interesting. So who knows what's going on with the he- in the head of this, of this guy where he's taking breaks, maybe feeling guilty of, and trying to not in, in, engage in that kind of behavior. And yeah. certain boys, he's taking advantage of others. He Ugh. isn't. Who knows? But either way, there's enough evidence against this guy. So the other question is, so I'm mentioning houseboats, trips around the world, a yeah. Corvette. The suit's got a lot of money? He has a lot of money. What's up? So um, it was discovered... He's got walking around money. It's more than walking around money. Yeah, those coins really... uh, (laughs) Worth a lot. (laughs) Coins are worth a lot. They can be. Yeah. Depends. They can also just be worth face value. Do you... Or in the case of the penny, less than face value. If there's like an infomercial about coins... 
I'm, late at night. I'm sold. I'm in it. I'm watching it. Kim's completely. on it. Yeah. I'm not buying it because <laughs> I can't afford it. <laughs> but uh, but I am a, like, whew. But you know what investment. I wanted what? is that um, Trump and Kim Jong-un coin. Ooh. Yeah. You know about that? No. They started to, they made coins in preparation for this North Korea summit. Oh my. And now, and like they're heinous looking. They're so ugly. I need one. And listen. It's going worth so much money. Listen. I'm on the Nobel Peace Prize uh, (laughs) board, and I want him to get one because he's really making a change. But uh, yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. So now they're not doing the summit, obviously. So those coins have already been pressed. Yes. They're just like these fucking ugly coins that just (laughs) exist in the world. It's like when... um, it's like when a team loses a World Series yeah. and like someone has those those T-shirts get donated to like an underprivileged country that really needs it. Yeah. And so you got a, a bunch of kids in a, in a country running around thinking like the Padres won in the 1998 World <laughs> Series. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. I need, these, and I need these coins. I'm going to buy them all. Yeah. Please, I feel like I want one because it's definitely a collector's item. De- uh, definitely. That, that summit was never going to happen. Oh, hands I down. I feel like those people making those coins are probably like, this is stupid. What's this funny is, is whether it did or didn't happen happen it's going to be a collector's item yeah cool it's cool slam dunk i'll always be call like, in now call in now we actually ordered 1500 of them <laughs> if you'd like to purchase one one 800 uh k- k- coins kim loves from coins. kim and stacy <laughs> kim loves coins one 800 kim loves coins and uh you get your coin <laughs> i love how every episode there's always like something i say and i try to prepare for it i'll mention something that just sticks with you and you won't let it go this episode it's the coins, coins. yeah yeah yeah. you're sick all right i'm sick because i respect coin collectors <laughs> oh, you're killing me man cool. um okay so clearly this guy had a lot of money no one really knows why well after his um, murder it was discovered that he was the stepson of a um a, a mob boss in Boston. Oh shit. Yeah, Boston mafioso Frederick Champa. Oh, that was okay. his stepfather. Chompa. Yes, he would <laughs> chomp on people. Oh, no. No. Ugh. Bad. Yeah. Bad, bad, bad. Um, he was convicted of racketeering and conspiracy charges in 1995. Um, but Patrick, um, he kept a distance from this side of the family. And the reason he had this money is because the family paid him to, like, stay away from them. So he got, like, a Dang. monthly stipend. Yeah. I want that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't <laughs> want my family to pay me to stay I don't away. know why nobody's done that to me it's, yet. <laughs> sounds like the best setup ever. <laughs> Just like, like, you... I have a family. Here's five grand a month. Just they're rich. Go away. Yeah. Here's money to stay away from me. Yeah. Cool. Cool. It doesn't work if you like your family, though. I do love my family, but I love money. And I love just my free time and not having. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love my free time. It's <laughs> amazing. It's really good. Um, so eventually there would be a trial. Um, and the defense for David Murillo, of course, they, they focused in on how Patrick was trying to sexually assault him. Um, and this was like self-defense. But unfortunately, none of those allegations regarding pedophilia um, or his years of, of abuse as a teacher, a teacher, none of that was um, allowed at trial. This was really a, a piece of investigative journalism that was published. It was Man. information that was sort of in the public knowledge. But at trial, it wasn't anything that they used um, it wasn't anything that was admitted into evidence or that the jury could hear at all. So in January of 2013, David Murillo was convicted and it was second degree murder. 
Um, so meaning that a little bit of sympathy was shown to him because it could have been first degree murder. Yeah. And that carries a heavier sentence. Um, and it was clear that it wasn't premeditated because that's what you need for first degree murder is... You have you know, to meditate first. Y- yeah. <laughs> to <laughs> meditate pre the crime. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was a response to being attacked by this by the victim. Totally. But um, so when it came time for sentencing, though, in April of 2013, Judge Mark S. Bleckman sentenced David Murillo to life in prison. He, the judge, he didn't really care. He was just kind of like, yeah, it was sort of self-defense, but I don't care. You still killed somebody. Life in prison. Um, that sucks. But it was argued um, that if a woman had reacted the same way in the situation, if it was oh, a woman completely. reacting, then she wouldn't have gotten such a harsh sentence because 100%. she was trying to defend herself. So, but either way, it doesn't matter. You know, this guy's going to be in jail forever, ultimately. Yeah. Um, and our victim was like, you know, I don't really have any sympathy for this guy. If all no. these allegations of abuse against little boys is true, then it sounds like you literally had what was coming to you. You deserved to be murdered because right. you were literally raping someone. Right. And you deserved to have your coin collection taking, taken away. <laughs> yeah, he did. And have it pawned and yeah. just gone. And I hope that they sold for less than their value. And by the way, some of them were probably very valuable. They did. And so what I <laughs> read actually was that these coins are worth thousands of dollars. And when this idiot David dude tried to pawn them, he <laughs> I got like a couple hundred bucks. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> such a bummer. Um, so to tie it all back to Celebration Florida, because this was that first murder. So yeah. when, um, when, even when this murder happened, they wanted to spin it in a positive way. Like they wouldn't let the corpse uh, van be out there for more than 24 hours. Oh, yeah. Step up. <laughs> Harkening back to our Disneyland yeah, episode, yeah. right? They had, to, they had to take him away in a Disney van. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That's not true. Um, a local real estate agent who actually lived on the victim's street said to a news outlet, quote, one murder in 14 years. <laughs> Where can you go on this entire planet and find this type of statistic? Tell me. <laughs> she went on tell, to, me. tell me. She went on to say, a couple of days after the murder, I got a call from a man up in New York who said he'd seen it on the TV news. <laughs> on the TV news. <laughs> he said, that's a great little town. One murder in 14 years. That's a good record. I want to buy a condo down there. You know what? That's some, off to that PR. That's that a, is that some is, good. That's good. a good sales pitch. Yeah, it is. Or spin, might I say. Yeah, 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 yeah. One murder in 14 years? As someone who just is a great salesperson, that's me. Oh, yep, that's Shoe right. insurance, DVD insurance. <laughs> um, uh, my hat's off to that It's pretty person. good. Yeah. She's so that's, enthusiastic. Yeah. One murder? One murder? Oh, what? Where what? In, on planet Earth can you go? <laughs> on planet Earth. Um... Yeah, so that story I think is crazy because it's not, here's what happened is when I was, I have my list of topics that I'm always deciding which one's the best one for the, you know, that I, that I feel like writing right now or feel like researching. I actually looked this up. I was like, you know what's interesting? Celebration Florida. Let me look up. Was there ever a murder there? Yeah. Oh, there was. And then, Sweet. whoa, there's like a twist to this story. Done. Done. And that was it. Nice. That's my whole thought process. Cool. I like it. <laughs> Kim's Corner. The thing is that in uh, the early 2000s, you had a lot of pop singers come out <laughs> with like really poppy music, and some of them were pop singers. Britney Spears is a pop singer, okay. and that's great. Christina Aguilera, she's a pop singer. That's great. Mandy Moore, not a pop singer, but her pop, Candy was, was a good song. It wasn't 
her best song. It's just not her style of music. Uh huh. She's got a cool folksy type of style to her. So she kind of got pigeonholed. And then she got in Princess Diaries. I thought she knocked it out of the park. Totally. Great job. And then she got cast in some stuff that really wasn't maybe the right thing for her. And arguably, I would say that she was never truly challenged. Now, this year, we have This Is Us. And she's being challenged for the first time. And we're seeing what I've been saying ever since Candy came out, which is that this woman is a great actress. And if you go back and listen to her catalog of music, not all of which, by the way, the best album isn't even on iTunes or Spotify or anything. So I don't know what her team is doing with they need to pull themselves together on that. You'll see that she's also a great musician. And she has a single. It's on Spotify right now that you can get. It's on the This Is Us playlist. Listen to it. It's very good. I thought the I I think her music is great, her acting is great, and I feel like everybody now that's such a big fan of her, that's great, and I'm happy for you. But guess what? If you weren't there from the very beginning, if you weren't there from Candy, then I don't really care what you're saying. <laughs> Stacy has left the room and walked out of the room. And while this murder case is very interesting, the whole time I was like, wait until I get to the part where I can talk about Mandy Moore again. She was great on Scrubs. She was great on Scrubs. Oh, she was man. great in Grey's Anatomy. I'm going to tell you that she's never not been great in something. Wow. How could you actually tie that into our episode? Find a way. Uh, I, she is... So she seems like such a genuinely good person. Okay. That I bet if she had a coin collection <laughs> and, she, and she saw somebody in need, she would give it to them. Wow. And also, um, I think that she probably could be a cool teacher if she wanted to be. <laughs> My tie-in would be, she's the voice of Rapunzel in Tangled, which is a Disney film. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you want to go the lazy route, I want to go back. Wow. <laughs> that if she were a coin collector her coin collection would be cool and she would give it up if someone really truly needed the money so many people have <laughs> turned, stopped, turned yeah. off so, uh, for the three people that are still listening because <laughs> they're driving and just can't like reach the button to they're turn like, it it's off it's unsafe for me to like grab my phone <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and like open up the um, app and hit pause please don't hit unsubscribe in fact please don't please don't instead rate us <laughs> yeah leave us a rating um the more people that rate us, the more people can see it, the more likely it is that Mandy Moore will hear this episode. <laughs> so, Mandy Moore, if you're out there, Kim loves you. <laughs> just not in a creepy way. No, 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 no. But just listen to the episode and tell me what you think. Normal. You know I mean? Normal. <laughs> um, <laughs> go to uh, go to KimKnowsNothing.com and you can review us for Stitcher as well. It's a complicated process. Yeah. So it's all um, just whatever to whatever Stacey says. L- yeah. Leave us a review. Keep leaving us comments. We love it. Mm-hmm. We love when people leave us comments. I get so excited. That woman told me that she would come all the way from Australia to slap me because I yep. keep saying I'm stupid. Yep. I appreciate that. I did have a conversation with somebody at work the other day <laughs> because I said I'm a garbage human and she looked me in the eyes and said no you're not and I feel like the two of you should be good friends friends. yeah I guess that's true and I appreciate you guys having my back yeah that's good I don't know I am not that smart though there's a reason Kim is here you are valuable thank you for certain things for certain things for certain yeah things Uh, (laughs) simple human Uh, all right and you can follow us on all the social meets Yes, you can. Yeah. KimKnowsNothing.com. At KimKnowsNothing. Uh-huh. Hashtag. Yeah, hashtag KimKnowsNothing. Hashtag. Merds on the cast. Hashtag. Ugh, never mind. Podcast canceled. Hashtag <laughs> Merds on the cast. All right. Well, um, it was fun hanging out with you today, Kim. It was. You the- told me that we're only allowed to hang out when we're doing this. So I'm 
very yeah. glad about that. We don't see each other any other time. Nope. You won't let me. Before this, the very first episode of this podcast, I'd actually never met Kim. First day that we met was when we sat down right here and you started telling me about the dating game killer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was a Craigslist ad that I had posted. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm always on Craigslist. Yeah. Trying to find. And, um, you know, she showed up. I didn't even interview anybody. It was just, she was the only person. I said, be here at this time. Free ice cream. Yep. I was like, I'm on it. She still hasn't gotten that ice cream. But eventually, not one else quitting me. I think I'm going to get some ice cream. (laughs) Someday. (laughs) All right. Thanks for listening. We love you. Love you. Bye. Okay, bye. Bye.